coronavirus has changed all of our lives, but how will it impact our future? Does this change everything? I'm Janelle Simplinski. On this episode of Does This Change Everything? Healthcare. How does the coronavirus impact healthcare? How will it change healthcare services in the future? And how will these changes be financed? We'll find out more from Tunde Sabo, a healthcare economist at the European Investment Bank. Tunde, you've been battling the coronavirus for almost 18 days now. Can you tell us what it's like and how you found out you had it? During this uh, coronavirus uh, uh, crisis, I'm right now based in uh, confined in our apartment in, in Madrid. The emergency state was uh, announced in Madrid on the 13th of March. And this was exactly the day when my 16 years old daughter fell sick. She started complaining, oh, mom, I feel, I feel very tired. I have headaches. I have very sensitive eyes. I need to sit down. I, don't, I cannot go anywhere. I'm very, very tired. Uh, then we discovered that she had fever. And she said, then she got very frightened and she said, mom, I think I have the coronavirus. Could we call the, the coronavirus hotline? Ask for a test. I would like to get tested. So I, I, I told her, uh, Elena, don't worry. Uh, let's wait one night. Let's see what will happen tomorrow. And then we call the coronavirus hotline. And actually the day after, it was me who started feeling exactly the same symptoms. On the 14th, which was... Uh, the second day for, for my daughter. We tried to call the coronavirus hotline and uh, nobody was answering. After hours of trying, I mean, she, my, my daughter was insisting, insisting, insisting. Finally, she managed to speak with an auxiliary nurse who, based on the um, uh, symptoms uh, described by, by my daughter, she confirmed, yes, Elena, you have uh, the coronavirus. Most likely you have it. Don't worry. Um, a doctor will call you back later. This never happened. And then the same was repeated the day after when I, I, I fell sick. I spoke with someone who was just recently hired, uh, not, not even an auxiliary, auxiliary nurse or a person with, a, with a medical skills. Person just uh, started asking the symptoms. Uh, I mentioned all my symptoms, and then he asked if I have a um, fever. I told I don't, so he basically assumed that I don't have the coronavirus. He he, he nearly hanged up the receiver. And I said yes, yes, I, we we have one in the family. I'm pretty sure that I also have it too. Then uh, he just uh, took my data, and and he said, okay, someone will call you back. And again, this never happened. Uh, then we called for the third time asking, um, because also my, my husband started feeling the symptoms like five or six days later. Then again, we asked for help. We asked for a test. Uh, we got promised something for, for the second or third time. And this just never happened. Nobody has called us. Nobody has tested us. Uh, it's us who have uh, set our own diagnose, uh, and also uh, we speak with many people who are in similar situation, who who have the have most likely the virus, uh, have the symptoms. So basically, if you are a mild case, um, uh, there is no way right now 
how to get tested or how to get professional help in Madrid. How has the virus affected different members of your family? What's your experience been? I mean, having spoken with also with the physicians who, who live here in uh, nearby our neighbors, there is a couple who is uh, every day working in the in the in the coronavirus front line. I mean, uh, really, I, my my heart goes out to all the people who work on a daily basis in the in the coronavirus front line. Uh, the, the, this couple comes from time to time to see us and to check how how we progress, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, from speaking with them, we know that our our case is still ridiculously mild. Basically, the big difference between a mild case and a complicated or a bit more complicated uh, case is this uh, gasping, this uh, fighting for breathing. You, I mean, you can, cannot fill your lungs enough you never have enough oxygen you gasp this this we never had but still i mean uh, if we call our case a mild case uh, with mild symptoms similar to a uh, just a normal flu i mean we still have such a flu episode that i don't mm, I, I don't wish to my worst enemy my my heart goes out all to all the people who who are right now suffering the uh, uh, the coronavirus? I, my my heart goes out to people who sacrifice themselves, uh, health workers attending them, because this is uh, this is a really really difficult and desperate fight. How do you think this will change life for citizens in Spain over the next year? Obviously, once Spain hits the peak, there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of combating and stamping out the virus. I think this will. This will change people' life, people's life in uh, in many aspects. Uh, I think we have a very very difficult year ahead. Once we will overcome this uh, coronavirus crisis, um, I think uh, this global pandemic will affect uh, two major aspects of life. Of life, um, it will have a both an economic aspect and a lifestyle aspect. In regards to the economic aspect, I think, uh, I fear that many small and medium enterprises will unfortunately not survive this global crisis. We, we all know already, we have friends, we have family members who work in enterprises, in businesses that we all know that will be heavily impacted. I'm thinking of my brother, my 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 sister-in-law, who are working in the aviation industry. You know, we they, they are worried. They don't know what 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 the future will bring. Um, there are, um, and then 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 tourism will be will be affected so much. Um, meanwhile, I don't know stimulus like. Uh, like the EIB is providing uh, bridge loans, etc., can help. But um, <clears throat> I do not really believe that there is any stimulus uh, that will, on the sh on on the short run, pull frightened consumers back into the restaurants or or or, or to the shops, uh, uh, browsing again, or and let alone boarding a cruise ship. Um, and I think that these activities and 
also the associated spending will will just have to wait until the whole episode is passed and and we can forget about this crisis then i think we will also see a lot of uh, work style changes we will see more more teleworking more video conferencing this is just one example and now as you are interviewing me i'm sitting in my home in 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 madrid and you are you are you are in france you're in in um, in Metz, right? Or where are you calling from? I'm, I'm in Paris, actually. Regarding the lifestyle aspect, I think we will change many habits like uh, personal hygiene. I think we will wash hands uh, more frequently and more carefully than be before. We will sanitize our smartphones, keyboards. I, I recognize myself that I never sanitize my smartphone, but I from now on, I will be regularly doing it. These uh, new habits will also be beneficial for keeping uh, simple flu outbreaks under better control. <coughs> uh, I hope that vaccination will be taken more seriously. We have all seen these uh, active anti-vaxxer movements in the past. I just hope that they, those will be played down, they will be overshadowed somehow, and those uh, uh, movements will be seen as harmful for the society. This is what I really hope. The outbreak has put enormous pressure on European health systems, particularly in northern Italy and Spain. These places have some of the best healthcare systems in the world. Why do you think the outbreak has been so overwhelming? Is it just the sheer volume of patients, or are there things that could have been done differently before? You're right that both uh, Italy and Spain have a, uh, one one of the best health healthcare systems, both in the in the European Union and the world. Uh, it has just or, um, I mean, both countries have just the right size hospital capacity. Both countries have well-trained healthcare personnel, and they create very high value for money. What does it mean? This means uh, uh, both Italy and Spain are achieving longest average healthy life expectancy among the population, lowest av uh, avoidable mortality rate at lowest possible cost. This is important, the lowest possible cost. I mean, um, there are other countries with very good outcome, uh, like the Netherlands, uh, Germany, Belgium, etc., etc., but also at high cost. But uh, Spain and Italy are countries that create highest ha value for money. How this can be achieved? This is achieved partially by keeping the a uh, minimum necessary quantity of acute care hospital beds, in, including intensive care beds. We are speaking about bed occupancy rates of around 80%, which is uh, not achieved by long hospitalization times. I mean, it's not that patients are being kept a long time on the patient so that they are they are occupied. No, this is that uh, the high, there is a high turnover, high, high throughput of patients so that uh, uh, hospital beds are always kept busy. This high efficiency of healthcare systems is very much needed, especially now in an aging Europe, where um, where social security costs will be more and more strained in the future. In these times, I mean the crisis times, this this is this has been now counterproductive. Now. Um, countries like Germany, having the highest number of uh, hospital beds relative to population size, uh, are the ones who could better cope with uh, or are able to better cope with the corona coronavirus uh, 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 pandemic. We cannot predict um, the 
healthcare infrastructure that is needed for the next uh, outbreak. Uh, having uh, an unoccupied intensive care beds is not does not mean being better prepared for for uh, pandemics in the future. I mean, it was a coincidence that. Uh, Coronavirus outbreaks needs intensive care beds and respiratory equipment. So <clears throat> those countries who already had it are the lucky ones because they can cope, better cope with this pandemic. But we cannot know what will be the, 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 the next pandemic. And um, pandemics preparedness is not about having uh, more intensive care beds on our even hospital beds unoccupied. Pandemics preparedness is something else. It, it's an um, international effort. It has to be an international effort where uh, a flexible team of, um, of uh, healthcare professionals and equipment must be able to very swiftly go to the place where the outbreak happens. Once there, the healthcare personnel needs to have the proper a personal protect, protective equipment in place. So there must be some minimum minimum preparedness. And um, this is what was lacking completely from most European countries, including Spain and, uh, and Italy. What can the EIB do to help? What's our role in helping hospitals get through the crisis and making sure that Europe is better prepared in the future? The EIB is not a, a policy-setting organization. The EIB is um, helping uh, existing uh, initiatives. The EIB is uh, um, designing new financing products. The EIB is defining uh, setting priorities. And the EIB is always there, uh, and especially now more than ever, uh, to, to, to have the world uh, uh, better prepared for 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 the for the future pandemics. Um, one thing is uh, uh, epidemic or pandemic response, and um, the other thing is uh, uh, epidemic preparedness. Uh, what we are now doing in um, coronavirus is is response. Is uh, because uh, some we were not prepared. So we are reacting to a new condition. So we are, we already know the bank has announced uh, that it plans to mobilize financing uh, to bridge loans and other measures uh, to uh, alleviate constraints in liquidity and working capital for S SMEs and mid-caps. Then in addition, the EIB is uh, using existing uh, financial instruments some shared with the European Commission. Uh, now, in this case, most of all, the Inofin Infection Disease Finance Facility, IDFF, Infectious Disease Finance, Finance Facility, to finance project, projects that work towards halting the spread, finding a cure, and developing a vaccine against, against coronavirus. But again, this is a, this is a sort of an ex-post reaction to an already existing new situation. But the EIB has always been there also to finance preparedness. Um, <clears throat> EIB services have been actively cooperating with a number of important actors in, in health, uh, being the World Health Organization, the European Commission's DG Santé, 
the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Bank, the Wellcome Trust, etc., on areas of high priority for public health. Uh, the EIB has been designing innovative financial instruments to uh, effectively address underinvestments and uh, seeking where resources can be additionally mobilized by third parties and donors. These days, while uh, I was unable to work, I was uh, fighting my own coronavirus infection. I was listening to a number of uh, epi lead, uh, world lead epidemiologists and uh, they coincided in one thing. They described uh, emergency preparedness as a an international effort, we could call it as a chain, where every country is a link. And the chain uh, is strong only when every single link is strong. It means that every single country in the world, uh, regardless uh, its wealth, uh, should have a core healthcare system where there is a, a proper healthcare infrastructure, um, healthcare personnel, properly quali qualified healthcare personnel who is able to identify a new, uh, new epidemic, able to uh, diagnose people who, who have been affected by that epidemic, are able to uh, attend the first cases, are able to communicate with other countries in seek of, of help and uh, are able to mobilize a joint effort, an international effort to combat the outbreak. This is the only way how the world can be prepared for the, for the, for the next pandemic. Thank you, Tunde Sabo, healthcare economist at the European Investment Bank. This is Does This Change Everything? from the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank. <laughs>